up to you today from a song, actually. It's a hymn. It's actually not a Christmas carol. Um, I know that would make the most sense, but you could sing this um, in a carol service. I think it would be really nice. But it's um, the hymn, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And I know a lot of you already know this song, but I just wanted to just exhort you from these lyrics for a moment. And um, so the first ones are Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And I think sometimes we hear that phrase and it can seem quite aloof and strange. For me personally, it's one of my favorite statements. I find myself actually saying it a lot when I am praising the Lord. When I was a teenager, I strayed from the Lord for a time. And I remember being at a church in Northern Ireland and rededicating my life to the Lord. And I didn't know what rededicating particularly meant at that time, but I found myself at the altar coming back to the Lord, repenting for the way I had been living. And I remember saying, holy, holy, holy. I was just overcome with the holiness of God, but it was a beautiful and sweet thing. I wasn't intimidated. It wasn't, didn't feel like hellfire or condemnation. It was just worship and it was very sweet. And it's just a sweet gift, an amazing gift, not just sweet, a powerful gift from the Lord that he makes us holy. In the Baptist church when I was a teenager, it was um, sort of old school looking and at, above the pulpit there was this big beautiful painting and it was of a long scroll and it said, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And as a teenager, I obviously remember it and I would have read it over and over again while the preacher was speaking sometimes, but it didn't mean anything to me and I don't believe I fully understood what it meant. But now that I have just walked with the Lord and understand honestly what a wretch I am without him. I have so enjoyed that thought of just worshiping the Lord in the beauty of holiness. I am made beautifully holy by the grace of God and the blood of Jesus. And I have, I have nothing to do with it, but I am made holy like God. I am not God, but he has given me that holiness. He has given me robes of righteousness. I am made pure, white as snow, and I'm able to worship him in the beauty of holiness. I'm able to have that pure and full access to God and to worship him there and be fully welcomed into it. I don't have to come with my head hanging down. I have to, I don't have to complete several things before I get there. I just step right into his presence because of the blood of Jesus that makes me holy and makes me pure. And the, and the next line says, early in the morning, our song shall rise to thee. And I just think, Often these are these are things that we should ponder in the morning. I know in the Bible we hear a lot about the morning and we can have a lot of different ideas of when maybe we should have our personal devotion time. And as a mom, I can assure you it's not for me always in the morning, but I do think in the morning of our days, we should start it as much as possible in the presence of the Lord, praying, playing worship music, just starting off our day pondering and thinking at the very least of just the holiness and goodness that he has bestowed upon us. And the next line says, holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. And again, as a youth, I would have sung this song. It's very beautiful. I like to sing. I would have loved to harmonize it, but the lyrics really meant nothing to me. But now I just think of that blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. 
all three were involved in the incarnation of God and Christ's incarnation. God, the son, that is Jesus, he became a man. God sent him, that is the father, he sent his son. So the creator gave what was most precious, his only begotten son and the Holy Spirit um, was the one that conceived Christ in the womb of Mary. So all three of them were involved in this beautiful moment of Christ coming to earth, becoming a man. And uh, the next, another line in the song says, though the darkness hide thee, though the eye of sinful man, thy glory may not see. And it's just talking about, I believe, how the God of this world, that is Satan, blinds the eyes of those that are in it. And, um, I wanted to read this verse. It says, For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. It's, I just love that it pleases God to use the foolish things and the weak things. We've heard that scripture before, and it pleases him to use the folly of preaching to win men to themselves. And it's encouraging because it means we can all do it and we're all called to do it. That is our calling to go and make disciples, to proclaim the gospel of God and be active in that ministry. But it also means that God gets all the glory because he uses the foolishness of preaching. It's not by man's wisdom. He needs no help from us, no skill from us. It is just the Holy Ghost coming through us and letting us help God. I mean, it's nothing of ourselves. Though literally, God does it through us, but he lets us do it. And it's just such a joy. And it's so exciting to be a part of that. And that is our purpose to live, is to bring glory to God. So when we get to... There is no moment that is more fulfilling. There is no moment of more joy than when we actually get to be used by God for his glory. Another line in the song says, Only thou art holy, there is none beside thee, perfect in power and love and purity. Nothing else satisfies. Just like I said, in those moments when we get to minister for the Lord and be used for him and proclaim his glory, those are the most fulfilling. It's not when we get married. It's not when we get a great house. It's not when we attain some status in ministry. It's just being used of him and being filled with him, being in his presence, just loving him. Those are the moments that are the most fulfilling. And it says that they, um, one of the last verses says, all thy works shall praise thy name in earth and sky and sea. Let's just praise him by our works. Just like we've heard, those are the things that bring us the most joy anyway. So let's do that. Let's praise the Lord each day of our lives. Let's just go forward in praising the Lord. I know in the Bible, it says that, um, the rocks will cry out. And I often like to think, I don't want my rock to cry out. I don't want a rock to cry out in my place. I want to have praised the Lord and be praising the Lord enough. And I know I don't do that perfectly, but I know that he's teaching me a lot at this time through praise and the power of praise. It's not just an act. It's not just something we do on a Sunday. It is a spiritual activity. It has spiritual activity in it. It 
It causes the enemy to flee. It gives us strength. It lifts our vision. In that place of praise, we are made to be able to go forward in faith. It helps us to come out of places of darkness into places of light. It puts almost a shield around your mind when you just push through, even when you don't feel like it. It's not being fake. It's not being showy. It's just in faith, pushing through, praising the Lord, and he meets us there and it helps us to walk forward. So even if you don't feel like it today, I encourage you to praise the Lord. Maybe you could turn this song on and just really ponder the lyrics in a way maybe you haven't before. I know I hadn't really pondered it so much in my early life, what these lyrics meant. So take time to do that today and just praise him, even in the weakest and meekest way that you can start there and I know the Lord will meet you and he will bless you and you will be strengthened in the Holy Ghost. Have a fiery Christmas.